to Building Stronger Creatives, a fitness podcast for musicians, artists, nerds, and former misfits. I'm a former out-of-shape professional musician turned personal trainer and nutrition coach to hundreds of clients, and I'll give you no-nonsense information about what it really takes to get and stay fit within the context of a creative life. Here, you'll find practical advice on strength and endurance training, sane and simple nutrition, habit building, and time management tools to help you make lifestyle changes that actually stick. Most fitness coaches have no clue what it really means to be a creative, whether you're a professional or a passionate hobbyist. I'm different. I've been where you are, and I share your values. Let me show you how you can use the gym to build a kick-ass creative life. Welcome back to another episode of Building Stronger Creatives. I am fresh off of an exciting weekend where I was able to attend the Perform Better Summit in Chicago. So Perform Better is a company that sells exercise equipment and they also sponsor a number of continuing education events for trainers, coaches, physical therapists, and other fitness professionals. Now, they do these three big summits, they're called, and one of them is typically in Chicago. Obviously, we didn't have one for the last couple of years due to the pandemic, and this was the first year that I was able to go back after all of that. So I had a really good time. I was lucky to meet some of the people that I've connected with or followed on social media, people in my industry that I really respect that are doing some really cool things, and I learned a lot from a lot of really interesting speakers. There were actually several speakers that talked about the concept of resiliency. This is one of the big takeaways for me this weekend. Some of them talked more about physical resiliency, which is very relevant to all of us as creatives. We need our bodies to be in good shape in order to produce great art, in order to feel our best, feel creative, feel energized, and in order to have long and happy careers. And one of the best ways to do that is to get strong. So there was a whole presentation all about physical resiliency, building the right kind of strength, um, making sure that our training is preparing us for all the different things that life is going to throw our way. So I really enjoyed that. And then there was a separate presentation all about, I mean, we talked about physical resiliency in that presentation as well, but it was mostly about psychological and personal resiliency. And there was a lot of interesting discussion about getting to know who we really are. So learning more about your authentic self, figuring out who you want to be and how you want to show up in the world, being grateful for what you have, but also thinking about how can you take action to get more of the things that you want. And then making sure that we are staying present and not letting distractions and overwhelm in the state of the world hijack our thoughts and, and take us off course. So very helpful for me as a person, as a, my, an artist myself, as a coach. And also, I think that some of the things I learned will be trickling down into my work and helping my clients as well. So it's just really cool to go to a fitness event where I am likely one of the only people that has a background in the performing arts, or at least a background in classical music specifically, and seeing how much fitness training and approaching um, training your body and being a good coach, how much that overlaps with being a good creative. I'm really excited to take some of the stuff I learned and, and translate it to you guys. So just wanted to give you a little update on what's been going on with me. In this week's episode, I want to talk specifically about this concept of superpowers. So I think that a lot of us, not just creatives, but anybody who has had a hard time at the gym or with exercise in the past, thinks that they're just not cut out for it. So maybe they think, I'll never be good at this thing. I don't know how to do that thing and I'll never be able to learn. 
or these just aren't my people, I don't have what it takes. Whatever the self-talk is, we are telling ourselves a story that is justifying why we aren't in shape yet or why we don't want to get started on our fitness goals. And a lot of this is really rooted in fear, um, and I was there myself. So I totally understand where you're coming from if you feel this way. I think sometimes we think of fitness as this like totally separate alien thing from being an artist or a writer or a musician. We think that there's a whole separate set of skills and a whole different universe of knowledge that is completely separate from what we like to do and how we like to spend our time. And hopefully if you've been listening to my podcast for a little while now, or if you've been reading any of my written content, you know how much I disagree with this statement. I think there's quite a lot of overlap. In fact, earlier, just now I I mentioned how much overlap there is. But sometimes we need a different lens in order to see how we are already better equipped to take on our fitness goals than we realize. I like the concept of looking for your superpowers. So instead of looking at all the things you think you suck at, or all the things you don't know how to do yet, all the things you don't like to do, you wanna look for stuff that you're already good at. Now, when I work with clients, most of my clients are extremely smart, extremely talented, ambitious people. And while they may be struggling with fitness stuff, maybe I'm better at fitness stuff than them right now, there's so many things that they are better at than me. And not just a little bit better at, but exceptionally good at, you know, world-class at. And I think that if we take a look at our own lives and we look for these things that we're already doing well, forgetting about fitness for a minute, but just looking at our lives and saying, what are my skills? Um, Where do I excel? What do I love to do? What do other people turn to me for? These are your superpowers. So what we want to do is to reframe how we're handling fitness right now. Instead of saying again, I can't do this, here are all the things I suck at, I want you to go into your life and I want you to look for things that you do really well. And again, it could be in any area. And then I want you to consider how those might actually translate to fitness. And that's what we're going to do in today's episode. I'm going to talk through some qualities or traits that creative people tend to have, superpowers that I observe in my musician, artist, writer, um, etc., clients and friends, and how those can actually help you in your fitness journey. I am willing to bet that if you're a creative person, whether you're a professional artist or just someone who's really into the arts in your free time, you have superpowers that you don't even realize that are already giving you a huge leg up on the rest of the population when it comes to changing your body, getting in shape, and staying that way for life. So I'm going to go through some examples today, but if you don't hear anything that resonates with you, I want you to take some time to think about the stuff you do well. You know, give yourself a gold star, give yourself a pat on the back, look at the things that you like to do and that you excel at, and consider how those might be able to help you with your fitness goals. So let's dive into it. The first superpower that many, many creatives have that will help them with their fitness goals is that creative people are really used to doing things over and over again, even if they're not that exciting. I'm going to use my classical music training as an analogy here. If you want to get really good at an instrument, there are a few things that you absolutely have to do, and there's really no way around it. Whether you are formally trained in a conservatory or self-taught, you have to practice scales. Scales, I mean, maybe some people like to play scales. There are certainly ways you can make it more fun, but on the surface, practicing scales is not very sexy. 
It's not very engaging. It can be really humbling when you don't know how to play certain scales or when certain fingerings or positions are getting away from you. But there's really no way around it. And this is true for pop and rock musicians. It's true for jazz musicians. It's true for classical musicians. There's absolutely no way to get around it. I was a brass player. So one of the things that brass players have to do is to play long tones and uh, lip slurs. So this is just to work on the technical facility of like the muscles that help you play and also to help you get really clear on the sound that you're producing. And if you want to be a great brass player, you have to do these things. They're really not that exciting. They can be okay. I enjoyed playing them sometimes, but if I was to think back on like the most fun that I had playing trombone or horn, I would never say, oh, I loved practicing lip slurs and long tones. But nevertheless, they were an essential part of what I needed to do in order to get good at my craft. I am certain that if you are a different kind of artist, you have these things as well. If you're a writer, you absolutely have to sit down and write every day. Um, a lot of times you might not be working on something that's very exciting, or perhaps you're just slogging through the most difficult part of your book and your heart really isn't in it, but the only way to get it written is to sit down and actually write it. You know, makers, graphic designers, other types of artists also have skills and things that they must do in order to get better that are not exactly exciting. So when it comes to getting in shape, there are also things we need to do on a regular basis that are not exactly exciting. While I do think it's important to enjoy exercise on some level and to have things that you do regularly that are fun, there are also a lot of things that you need to do that are probably not that fun or they're not fun in like a, oh, I'm excited to do this kind of sense. You might feel good after you do them. You might feel good that you're making progress, but they're not exactly things you're jumping up and down with joy excited to do. Because creatives are already used to this approach, because they already understand and appreciate that doing things like this is going to make you better, even if it kind of sucks in the short term, they are better equipped to deal with some of this monotony and maybe a little bit of boredom and repetition that comes with getting in shape. They are probably more likely to show up to the gym and do their scheduled workouts with things like squats and rows and loaded carries and not be hopping from program to program looking for something more exciting. They're probably more able to learn a few basic cooking skills and stick with them even if sometimes their meals are not gourmet or not super exciting but because they know that that is what it takes to achieve their body goals. So the fact that you are used to practice focused practice, deliberate practice of things that are not always glamorous or exciting in the service of your bigger goals for your creative life, you are a lot better equipped to be able to do that at the gym. So I really think this is a huge superpower that creative people can harness when they're trying to get in shape. Most people um, don't have great attention spans. I also don't have a great attention span, so I'm not casting judgment or anything. But they have a really hard time understanding and accepting that this is how you actually get good at stuff. So because you're already experienced with that, you have a leg up and you're probably going to waste less of your time and you're going to be just getting right to business and moving forward with your fitness goals. So the second uh, superpower that many creative people have is that they are really good at arranging their schedule and protecting their time. Most of the clients that I have that are professional musicians or who have some professional gigs and do a combination of other artistic work are so fucking busy. They have so many things going on 
a lot of times they're driving all over some metro area to recordings, performances, teaching, they're doing stuff online. There's just a lot going on and it's changing all the time. Again, I'll use the writer analogy. If you are working on a book, you have to protect that time and you have to set several hours aside every day to make sure you're actually sitting your butt down in the chair and writing. Creative people have a lot going on or they really need to protect the time that they have in order to practice or create or produce something. So you're used to scheduling things. You're used to your routines. You're used to booking out your calendar or saying no and setting boundaries with other obligations. And this is a skill that very uh, much translates into fitness. One of the things I work on with my clients is scheduling time for workouts. I talked about this in my episode on my 4C system for consistent exercising. We have to make a realistic commitment to ourselves and then we actually have to put it in our schedule and protect that time. So you're going to just take the skills that you use to protect your practice time or your writing time or your you know, drawing, your study, and you're going to just do the same thing with your workouts. Figure out when you're going to work out, put it in your schedule, protect that time. If you need to be a little bit creative with arranging your schedule or working out in different places, like let's say you're at home one day, the other day you're halfway across town and then you're on the road, you can use the same skills that you use to make time for your art, to make time for your fitness. So the fact that you have probably better time management skills than people who work um, other types of jobs is a huge win when it comes to training. Now, the catch is that if you're someone who's super, super wedded to your existing routines and you're not currently exercising or you're not currently cooking or grocery shopping, there might be a little bit of growing pain where you figure out how can I adjust what I'm doing to fit in these activities and these actions that are going to move me closer to my goals. But once you get through that period, you'll have your new routine and you're going to be able to stick with it and protect that time. And that is huge. So Time management skills of creatives are usually very good. You can absolutely apply that to getting and staying in shape. Number three is that many creative people are already pretty connected to their bodies. So this might not apply to everybody. Obviously, some forms of creative expression are a lot more physical than others. On one end, we have like a dancer who's uh, medium is their body and then maybe on the other end we have the writer who's mostly sitting at a computer or a typewriter or writing with pen and paper but in the middle there's a whole spectrum of creative work that is often quite physical when I was a musician physicality was a huge part of what I did now the actual movements involved in playing trombone were pretty small but when my body was really tight and sore and weak it absolutely affected how I could play other people like tattoo artists or uh, sculptors, things like that, are also working with their hands. Their bodies are maybe in strange positions. You are probably already aware of what's going on in your body better than a lot of other people out in the world. A lot of us live in our heads. We get so tied up in our thoughts and our emotions and our stories, and we get really disconnected from our bodies. Now, sometimes this, this can happen as a result of trauma, which is out of my scope of practice. So if that sounds like something you're dealing with, I definitely encourage you to seek help from a qualified counselor or therapist. But for the rest of us, one barrier to getting in shape can be that we're just so disconnected from our bodies. We don't really know what's going on. We don't know how bad we feel physically because we stopped paying attention or we got used to it. 
or maybe we're not in tune with our natural hunger cues. So we're just eating mindlessly, even when we're not hungry, eating way past the point of fullness, stuff like that. And when I work with clients like that, there's definitely a learning period where we have to get more comfortable with living in our body and listening to what our body is saying. And this can take a long time. So if you're a creative person who's already at least somewhat connected to various aspects of your physical body and aware of some of the messages that your body is sending you, that is, again, a big advantage. And it's just a lot less stuff, baggage maybe, that you have to work through in order to start taking better care of yourself. So the messages that you're getting from your body as you're creating or performing are going to be so valuable when you go into the gym and you try to start getting stronger or as you're trying to improve your nutrition and eat in a way that's going to give you more energy and help you feel a lot more vibrant. So that physical connection to your body is going to be so important on your fitness journey. Number four, creative people are very perceptive. They often pick up on things that other people might miss. It's sort of just the nature of being an artist. When you're out in the world, a lot of times you're looking for inspiration or maybe you're just relating to your surroundings in a different way. I know that for, well, I'll speak for myself. As a musician, I feel like my connection to the um, oral world, to the sounds around me was different than some of the other people that I knew. And I would hear things or I would listen to things in a way that other people might not experience. And this kind of perception and attention to detail is, you guessed it, a big superpower when it comes to improving your fitness levels. When you go into the gym and you're learning new movements, you're trying to figure out the form, you're trying to figure out how much to push yourself, you're going to pick up on more things and you're going to maybe think about things in a way that another person might miss. That attention to detail might help you progress faster. It might even keep you from hurting yourself at the gym. Perception to detail is also going to be important when you're learning new nutrition habits, such as learning how to cook or read nutrition labels or go to the grocery store. You're going to be more perceptive. You're probably not going to miss as much and you might learn things a lot faster. You might also do a better job of sticking with your plan. Now, I'm not the type of coach who tells people like, you have to stick with this plan or you're never going to get anything done and, you know, just be more disciplined. Like, I hate that shit. But there is something to be said with actually, you know, following through on the things that you agreed that you want to do. And sometimes that's just a matter of noticing more and being able to stick with things a little bit more clearly because you're more perceptive. Stuff doesn't get by you as much. So because you're a creative person who is, again, very perceptive, who notices things, who maybe thinks deeply about things and is attentive to detail, you're probably going to do a better job on your fitness journey and you're not going to make as many mistakes. Nothing wrong with making mistakes, but a lot of times we're just sloppy or we just don't pay attention. And because you have that innate skill, you're probably less likely to have those types of things happen to you. The final thing that I think is a superpower for creatives when it comes to getting in shape is that you're already in it for the long haul, or at least I'll say you're in like your art for the long haul. So at a certain point, you kind of have to grow up and realize there's really no finish line when it comes to becoming a great artist or a great creative person who makes a lot of contributions. There's always more to learn. There's always more to practice. There's always more to create and experience and share with others. And you just kind of I feel like you cross that line where you're like okay like this is what I'm doing even if it's not your job like even if you're just a big fan and you're super into the arts um, 
you just accept like I'm I really enjoy this and I'm going to continue to learn and I'm going to continue to approach everything with an attitude of openness. There's not so much pressure after a certain point. Um, You're just curious and you're just kind of taking your life and your experiences as they come. Now, of course, there are things that are actually deadlines and pressure and maybe you need to get a job or you need money or things like that. But overall, if you look over the course of your artistic development or your growth and um, your deepening of your experience as a creative person, I'm willing to bet that you have this sort of like lifelong attitude where there's not really a finish line and you're just experiencing and trying to grow as you go. Now, this is really where we want to end up in fitness. A lot of people don't start here and that's totally fine. Most people get into fitness for some sort of pain reason, like they feel uncomfortable in their skin. Maybe like me, they had a health scare. Maybe they are trying to get in shape for a particular event like their wedding or a vacation. And those things can motivate us in the short term. But if we really want to stay the course and get in shape for life, so we're not just like starting and stopping and doing these yo-yo diets and losing weight and regaining it and getting to the gym and then, you know, not going for three months, we really have to take this lifelong approach and we have to accept, okay, I might have short-term goals. I might have things that I'm doing and then not doing and my focus might shift, but my dedication to continuing to eat well and to move my body and take care of myself is for life. And I'm in it because I want to keep doing this for a long time. So when we can start to get that like more intrinsic motivation where it's the journey that's motivating you, it's what you're learning along the way that's keeping you going instead of external rewards or deadlines, that's when you really start to become like a lifelong fit person. Very, very similar to becoming um, a great artist. So because you've already made that commitment and you've had that mindset shift in another area of your life, I think it's much easier to see the parallels and to make it when it comes to fitness. Because you are not in a hurry, because you're committed to staying open and growing and learning, you are going to have a lot easier time staying the course when things get tough than someone who's so reliant on like only the scale weight or only my 5k time or my squat PR or whatever it is. That is a really, really important mindset shift and it really makes all the difference when it comes to your uh, lifelong fitness goals. So just to summarize here, I think that creative people sometimes think because maybe we weren't, if you weren't an athlete or you haven't really been in shape, you struggled to find time to exercise, that you're just like not cut out for it in some way and that you're missing important skills. When really getting and staying in shape is, um, it's the result of many, many skills and only some of them are specific gym skills like knowing what a good deadlift form is or understanding how to build a training program. Most of the skills that enable success in the long term are life skills and mindset skills and creative people already have a lot of these down and that is a huge superpower those are huge superpowers when you're trying to embark and stay on a fitness journey so I'm going to just reread the five superpowers that I think creative people already have that are super relevant to fitness but again if none of these resonate with you I do encourage you to think about your life and think about what you have that is an advantage because I absolutely guarantee that no matter how out of shape you feel or how behind you feel, you have superpowers that can help you get to a better place with fitness. So number one, creative people are used to doing things over and over again in the service of a long-term goal, even if they're not that exciting. Number two, 
creative people tend to be really good at arranging their schedules and protecting their time. Number three, many creative people already have a good connection to their body. Number four, creative people are super perceptive and they have great attention to detail. They pick up on things that other people might miss or overlook. And then finally, creative people have already committed to this lifelong learning journey and they're in it for the long haul with their art. So it becomes a lot easier to make that same mindset shift and commitment with their fitness goals. So I hope this is helpful and encouraging. A big part of my work here on this podcast is just to show you that even if you haven't succeeded at the gym or in the kitchen, whatever, in the ways that you want, it doesn't mean that you'll never be able to do that. And sometimes it's just a matter of realizing what's right in front of us, reframing so we can take positive action and continue moving forward. So thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate the support. If you have ever a request for a podcast topic, something you'd like me to do a deep dive on, a guest that you'd like me to have on the show, because guests are coming, I promise I'm going to be having... Um, a lot of great guest interviews on the show eventually. Uh, Or if you just have a question for me in general, I love to hear from people on Instagram or you could message me on Facebook as well. Facebook, it's Caroline Juster Fitness. And then Instagram, it's just at Caroline Juster. My DMs are always open and I always respond. So please don't hesitate to reach out. And I, uh, you know, I just really appreciate hearing from you all. So thanks for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Building Stronger Creatives. If something you heard resonated with you, I would love for you to share this episode with someone else who might enjoy it. I also always appreciate comments, ratings, and reviews. These things help me get the word out to other creatives who could benefit from this type of information. See you back on the next episode. Until then, stay curious, stay passionate, and stay strong. Oh, 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 oh,